Our lesson from the epistle today is from Ephesians chapter 5, beginning with the sixth verse. We are talking about learning. We are talking about using our minds to glorify God. As we continue with the series, First Things First, to live, to love, to learn, to leave a legacy. Hear the word of the Lord. Let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes on those who are disobedient. Therefore, do not be associated with them. For once you were darkness, but now in the Lord you are light. Live as children of light. For the fruit of the light is found in all that is good and right and true. Try to find out what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is shameful even to mention what such people do secretly, but everything exposed by the light becomes visible, for everything that becomes visible is light. Therefore it says, Sleeper, awake, Rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Be careful, then, how you live, not as unwise people, but as wise, making the most of the time, because the days are evil. So do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit, As you sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves, singing and making melody to the Lord in your hearts, giving thanks to God the Father at all times and for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Let us bow in prayer. O Lord, you are good. We are grateful for all of the ways that you bless us. And now may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing and acceptable in your sight. For you alone, O Lord, are our rock and our mighty redeemer. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Our microwave had not died, but it was almost dead. And to be fair, the microwave was very, very old. I didn't check the serial number, but I suspect it was something like 00000126. The microwave was old and was taking two or three times as long as it should have to cook something. And so, for the first time in probably 20 years, we went microwave shopping. And if you have not bought a microwave oven in the last 20 years, are you in for a surprise? This microwave oven may be among the more complicated pieces of electronics in our home. I don't know about you, but I was told when we first got a microwave, never, ever, ever put anything metal. Your entire block will go up in an atomic mushroom if you put anything metal inside your microwave. Well, as it turns out, the new microwave doesn't know this. And the new microwave actually comes with a a couple of different inserts 
here, both of which are made out of metal. There's a tall one and a short one. And you can put these things in there. Yeah, you can put these things in there, and you're supposed to to cook several different kinds of things. It also came with, with a plate, you know, one of these porcelain trays. Now, the microwave is pre-programmed to cook 147 different kinds of foods. So if you are going to cook green beans from a can, there is a specific sequence of buttons that you press. If you are going to cook fish and you want them to be baked on the bottom and on the top, then there are a specific sequence of buttons that you press. But it's even more complicated because these inserts that go into the microwave, they, they go in different orders depending on what you want to cook. So sometimes you just cook on the porcelain pan. Other things, you place the small tray underneath the porcelain pan. At other times, you place the metal piece inside the porcelain pan. For other things, you will take the tall metal piece and place the porcelain pan on top of the tall metal piece. And for each of those 147 types of food that can be cooked using preset microwave instructions, there is a specific configuration that these pieces go in for maximum cooking efficiency. Now here's the thing. I am accustomed to going over to the microwave oven and pressing one zero zero start when I want to warm up my coffee. I am accustomed to pressing two zero zero power level six to warm up a little bit of food for lunch. And so there is a learning curve for this microwave. The learning curve is most dramatic with the, and this is just the different kinds of different kinds of foods and programs that can be used, but there is a cheat sheet. The cheat sheet contains all the instructions for cooking the 147 different kinds of foods in four-point font. So with your microscope and reading glasses, you can figure out how to cook whatever it is you wish to cook. So here's the thing. If I don't spend a little bit of time learning how to use my microwave, I am going to miss 98% of the things that my microwave is made to do. Sure, I can just use it like I used the 20-year-old version, but I'll miss Everything that is fun and exciting and new. And I won't do half of what I could if I just paid attention to the directions. Hear me, dear Christians. God is calling you to learn, and God is calling you to live, and God is calling you to be a man or a woman who embraces abundant life. And it is possible for you just to go through autopilot it's possible for you simply to wake up in the morning and drink your coffee and go to work and come home and watch Netflix 
and in 14 years when you've watched everything on Netflix change over to Hulu and then whatever is next after that, it is possible for you to continue to just go on autopilot day after day after day and never recognize what it is that God intends your life to be like with that adjective, abundant. God wants you to live abundantly. And if you are going to live abundantly, then you have to pay attention to what God can do in the life of a human being. You have to think about and consider and pray about what it is that God wants in the life of a man or a woman or a teenager. You have to recognize what it means, as we've looked at again and again, to love the Lord with all our heart, soul, mind, strength. And so today we're talking about loving God with our minds. We are talking about loving God with this part of us that you can't see. These neurons that are firing from one side of the brain to another that are forming memories, that are, are learning new material and new truths and new insights. We are loving God with all of our minds and if we don't watch it, we won't become everything God intends for us to become. Because of laziness, lethargy, busyness, God wants you to grow in faith and hope and love. God wants you to become a person who embraces abundant life. God wants you to know what it is to live in his presence and to allow his presence to transform you. So I want to offer two words, two words from our scripture on Ephesians. The first is discovery. Ephesians 5, 10. Try to find out what is pleasing to the Lord. Did you hear that? Try to find out what is pleasing to the Lord. It's not always obvious. The senior in college may know only that it's pleasing the Lord to the Lord that he or she have a career. And it's not exactly like there are 19 different paths set in front of a person at age 21. It, it may be that the person simply pray, prays, Lord, give me a job, a job anywhere, any job. Pray that God opens the door to that job. It's not always easy to know what the will of the Lord is and what is pleasing to the Lord because there are at times doors that are open to us and we don't know whether to choose door A or door B and door A has positives and negatives and door B has positives and negatives and we simply don't know. And yet here, here the Bible calls us to discovery, to discover the Lord's will for human life. What are your gifts? Where are your passions? Where do you see yourself as most alive? If you can't do it now, what choices do you make so that five years from now you will be in a better position to do what God intends? 
for you to do, what God has placed as a burden, a joy, a calling on your heart to do. Try to find out what is pleasing to the Lord. Now, there are a couple of different sets of words here in this paragraph. Stay away from empty words, from darkness, from unfruitful works, from things that are shameful, from things that are done secretly. This is not the way of life. This is not the way to become the whole human being that God calls you to become. This is not the way the follower of Jesus lives in a culture in which he or she is called to be light in the darkness. Instead of these empty words, darkness, unfruitful works, shameful things, things done secretly. Ephesians uses these words to describe the life of whole humanity. Light, fruit of the light. And then there's this, this trilogy of words here. Good, right, true, visible. We discover what the will of God is for human life. We discover what brings us joy, what God calls us to do in the world. And there are things that God has called me to do that he's not going to call you to do. There are ways that God has called you to go into the world that he's not called me to go into the world. But we do this together. And as Quentin gets ready to go to, uh, to India, God's not called everybody at Centenary to get on a plane and to go to India. But God has called us in other ways to go to India through Him. God has called this church through the volunteers in mission to go and to help those who have been affected by hurricanes and disasters and even people right here in town who need ramps for their wheelchairs. God calls us in different ways. By the way, you would not want to ride a wheelchair up a ramp that I built alone. I suspect that the volunteers and mission guys could help me learn how to build a ramp. But until that happens, don't go up one that I've constructed. Philippians has this to say. Do all things without murmuring and arguing, listen, so that you may be blameless and innocent, children of God without blemish, in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation in which you shine like stars in the world. What does it mean to love God with all your mind? It means that you try to find out what is pleasing to the Lord. That you pray, but that you not just pray once, but that you engage in a life of prayer. That you are constantly and continually trying to find out what is pleasing to the Lord and how you in your life can be a part of what God intends to do in our world. So the first word is discovery. The second is diligence. The second paragraph that we looked at says, Be careful then how you live, 
not as unwise people, but as wise people, making the most of the time because the days are evil. Diligence means that we strive to become what God intends day after day after day, in season and out of season, when it's easy, when it's difficult, we diligently strive to become what God intends. And once again, in this paragraph, there are positive words and there are negative words to describe the life of diligence. Don't live as unwise people. Don't live as foolish people. Don't live the intoxicated life. You're going to be full of something. You're going to be full of something. It might be pride. When we're puffed up thinking that we're the best thing to come around since 1827. You might be full of self-doubt, wondering how God can use someone like you. You might be full of those things that are anesthetics. Whether it's alcohol or other substances, you might be full to the extent that you're just sort of bungling around in life. But God invites us to be full of the Spirit, to be filled, to be filled with Him. God wants to be not just the presence that walks alongside us, but the strength that is within us. God wants to enter into our hearts and make us new creations in Christ Jesus so that the old has gone and the new comes. God intends for us as we live the life of wisdom, understanding. God intends for us to be filled with the Spirit and to sing and to give thanks. I love to hear you all sing, by the way. Um, occasionally, if I think I'm alone in church and I'm going from one place to another, I'll break out in song. Usually some Wesley hymn that nobody else knows or A Mighty Fortress is Our God or something like that. And if you hear me, then you will, you will understand why I do not lead singing. But it comes from a joyful heart. It comes from a heart that, that wants to praise and to come in here and to hear you all sing, I love it. I love it because you sing like people who want to sing. You sing like people that have loved God throughout the week, and, and here you are as we gather together. You sing. You sing. And we give thanks. In a world where it's far easier to point fingers to find things that are wrong with others, we come into a place where we give thanks to God for the gifts that he has given. We give thanks for heart, soul, mind, and strength. Gifts, the gift of life from God himself. We give thanks for friends, for a church family, we give thanks for the breath in our lungs and the coffee on our tables. We give thanks for donuts. I was thinking this morning as I came in and I grabbed a donut. 
How many billion people are there in the world? Literally, how many billion people are there in the world that would have looked at that donut that I haphazardly crammed down my mouth and would have seen something so beautiful and extraordinary and different from anything that they normally have? Give thanks for donuts. For a sanctuary that is warm in the winter and cool in the summer. For the ability to come to a place like this and and hear the incredible music of a pipe organ and piano. Give thanks. Give thanks. We are a people who, in our lives, we can make up our minds to give thanks for all that God has given us. There is a learning curve to my microwave. I'm going to figure this thing out. I probably will not use it for everything that it can possibly be used for. Cauliflower. Not a fan. However, I will surely use it for more if I think about what it can do how I can program it, the things that it's capable of cooking and warming, I will certainly do more with it than I would if I simply treated it like every other microwave I've ever owned. Dear Christian, hear me. God has not made you to live one day after another on autopilot. God has made made you for himself and your heart will be restless until it finds rest in God. God has made you for abundant life. Put your mind to it. Do your best to know the will of God and be diligent day after day in walking in relationship with him. Today we celebrate the means of grace that we call Holy Communion. Christ gives himself to us. We don't have to do this thing called life by ourselves. Jesus in the sacrament enters into us with his grace. Jesus in the sacrament offers himself to us. The spirit which guides us gives us understanding and awareness of what God is doing in our world. And so today, if you're a member of this church or not, if you're a United Methodist or not, you are invited to come and to be a part of this holy meal as we remember that the Lord who calls us to love him with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength and calls us to be holy gives himself to us so that by him we may live as God intended.